Almighty and gracious God, we thank you for this day. Thank you for your amazing grace that meets us once again in this most holy place. We just pray now, God, that you would rescue me from me, that you would rescue all of us from ourselves, that you would hide me and hide all of us behind your cross, that we might see you lifted up and glorified. And then, God, we pray that you'd send your Holy Spirit, that you would open our hearts and our minds to your will and your way, that we may hear a word from you through this lesson, that through the words that are shared with us, through your Holy Spirit, that new life will continue to grow in us. So we pray now that you would let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be holy and acceptable in your righteous sight. And then, God, we will be mindful in all things to give you all praise, honor, and glory. We pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Tonight's lesson is entitled Powerless, and it is the last lesson um, in Principle 1 uh, that says this, I realize that I'm not God. I'm powerless to control my tendencies to do the wrong thing and that my life has become unmanageable. And uh, step in step one that says this, we admitted that we were powerless over our addictions and compulsive behaviors that our lives have become unmanageable. If we want to experience change in our lives, we have to, as we talked about in our last lesson, and as we talked about in that last lesson about denial, that we need to get to the point where we are facing the truth and that we have to come out of that denial. But the second part of recovery and the second part of healing in our lives is admitting that we are powerless, that we are powerless over to control uh, the tendencies that happen in our lives. And when we begin to admit and know that we're powerless, that we don't know it all, that we, that, that we don't have all the answers, that we are that we are powerless in, in trying to control uh, our tendency, our tendency to do the wrong thing, um, then we're on the road to recovery. We, we are on the road to, to allowing ourselves to be put into a place where we can be open to learning new ways. We've learned in our lives for a long time, we've learned how to be this way. It's all learned behavior, and it, and it all came out of uh, a defensive posture. It came out of good intent of trying to put ourselves in a position so that, so that, that, that we wouldn't get hurt anymore. And so it has been, it's, it's long learned behavior, and so where we are now and what we are working on doing is unlearning and trying to teach ourselves to do something different. And the only way to get something different in our lives is that we do something different. But to be able to do something different, we have to admit, we have to admit that we're wounded. We have to admit that we're powerless, that we're powerless to our tendencies to do the wrong thing. Um, and when we do that, then we're in the position of really, really being open to listening and hearing what God has in our lives. This, this past week, um, well, for the last couple of weeks, I, my, my stepson, Dennis, he's 16, and he got his driver's permit, so we've been driving around, uh, you know, and, 
Yeah, I thought it was bad trying to keep Jesus in the car when I'm driving. (laughs) It's even worse when a 16-year-old is behind the wheel and driving and trying to keep Jesus in the car. I'm like, whoa, Lord, have mercy. (laughs) And what's interesting about about uh, driving with a 16-year-old is that he thinks in his mind, and I, you know, I mean, I can so identify with him because I used to think the same thing, that, that because you can get behind this wheel and you can do all this stuff that, that somehow you are an expert driver and that I'm just there just for wallpapering. <laughs> and so I'll say to him, I say, you know, slow down, don't speed up, don't, you know. And he's like, I know, I know, and we're just... And, and so I, you know, I, I said to him, how long have you been driving? And he, he how long have you had your permit? And he, uh, just a couple of months. And I said, so that, that just tells me that you need to, to just for a second, just listen to the expert over here who's had more experience driving. <laughs> and I said to him, if you want to really get good at doing what you want to do, then you got to listen to the person who's done it before. So I'm not saying that I do everything right, but I'm just saying there's a reason why this thing is in place. If we want to um, be and get to this place where we are fully capable, where we unlearn those old lessons, I think we have to allow ourselves a little bit of humility and to openly admit that we don't know it all and that we're willing to learn a new way of living and trusting God. So if we're going to continue to move forward in this truth in our lives and this amazing truth that is given to us and the truth is that God's love is always with us, that it never leaves us nor God will ever forsake us, if we're going to continue in that truth and then I think there are four things that we need to know and four actions that we need to take. The first action is this, and I think that we need to understand, is that if if we are going to continue on our journey from denial to truth, then it's important that we stop denying our pain. That it's important that we stop denying our pain. Our pain is an important part of our recovery. In fact, Pain is just important to life in general. It teaches us about boundaries. It teaches us about all of those things. But it's important to understand that that we have to stop denying and trying to not feel pain in our lives, to not feel discomfort. Pain helps us to ask critical questions about where we are. And pain helps us to understand that we are dependent on God, that we, that we are vulnerable to this human condition and that we do need God's help in our lives. But the other thing is, is that it's important to know that pain, that we can't be controlled by the pain, but we just need to understand where that pain and what the cause of that pain is. And when we allow ourselves to feel pain in our lives, then the other side is that we get to feel joy. So the most important part uh, of our recovery in gaining power in our lives is to admit that we experience pain in our lives. The second action we must take if we are going to continue in our journey 
from denial to truth is that we must stop playing God. That we must stop playing God. Matthew 6, 12 says this, No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money, or you cannot serve both God and material things, or you cannot play God and act like you're serving God at the same time. If we are going to make God the head of our lives, then it means that we have to truly surrender ourselves to to God's grace and to truly trust that God is always with us and that God has our back. I know that following Christ is not easy. I mean, it, you know, Jesus says, take up the cross and follow me. That's not easy to follow Christ because it means that there's lots of sacrifices that we have to make to live this life. But at the end of that life, at the end of this life, there is abundant life. And when we truly trust God with our whole hearts, when we trust God with everything in our lives, when we really live out the serenity prayer, then we're making God first in our lives. The third action we must take if we are going to continue on our journey from denial to truth is that we must start admitting our powerlessness. We must begin to start admitting that we are powerless, that we are powerless to our our own tendencies to do the wrong thing. Principle one states this, I realize that I am not God. I am powerless to control my tendencies to do the wrong thing and that my life is unmanageable, that my life is unmanageable. I would submit to you that when we are willing to submit, when we're willing to admit to our powerlessness, then we are now in a position of real power in our lives. It is when I was willing to admit my own weakness. It was, will, it was when I was willing to admit that I didn't know that I was now empowered to learn, that I was empowered to learn a new way. And as I stated earlier, we've, we've learned all of this stuff and how to live. And we've learned it as a way of survival because, because that, was, that was the materialistic way of approaching this life. But if we are going to approach it as faithful believers in Jesus Christ, then we have to unlearn that materialistic way and then learn a more spiritual way of following Christ. And it truly means that we begin to understand and know that we're powerless to our tendencies to do the wrong thing, that our, our flesh, these bodies that we live in are so needy. Imagine that. They need food and water and oxygen, <laughs> right? And they need connection and affirmation and all of this stuff. But these bodies are not the end-all, be-all. Because these bodies are just vehicles containing the spirit that God has already created that belongs to God. And it allows God's presence to be made known in this world. And if we're going to be all that God has called us to be, then we have to begin to understand and admit to our powerlessness. To our powerlessness to control and the tendency to do the wrong thing. Matthew 19, 26 says this. 
with man, this is, in, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. With men, it's impossible, but with God, all things are possible. And when we begin to trust and believe in God and know that God has the power, then all things are possible in our lives. The fourth action uh, we must take if we are going to continue our journey from denial to truth is that we must admit that our lives have become unmanageable. That our lives have become unmanageable. No matter where we are in our recovery, there's always something to work on. <laughs> there's always something to work on. There's always, there's always something to confront. There's always some denial to confront in our lives. So that's why I'm always talking about step studies because step studies allow us the opportunity to, to pull back the cur curtain one more time. We pull back one curtain and we get a new level of knowing and understanding. But then, then there's something else that we need to know and understand. And so we're, we're constantly learning and constantly uh, gaining new understanding and confronting um, all of the stuff that we have in our lives. Confronting our denial gives us the power to give up, to give up the illusion that, that we're under control of everything, that we're in control of everything. It gives, it, 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 it puts us in a position to truly trusting God. Trusting God with everything in our lives. I, I, as much as I want to be in control of my life, I know that there are just things that I have to truly trust God with and give to God. And if we're going to be all that God has called us to be, then it's important that we begin, that we begin to admit, that we begin to admit that our lives have become unmanageable. When we begin to admit that our lives have become unmanageable, it, it puts us in a position to be able to name the demons in our lives. And I've, I've said it, I've said it over and over again that if we really want healing in our lives, then it really means that we have to be specific about naming those demons in our lives. Because when we name those demons and we, we present that pain to God, when we present that hurt to God, God is faithful and just in healing us. Our acrostic tonight, powerless, our acrostic tonight, powerless, will help us in following and moving towards a place of serenity. The P in our acrostic stands for pride. It stands for pride. When we or lose our sense of pride, when we admit our powerlessness, we lose our pride. Our pride robs our serenity because it gets in the way of our humility. Proverbs 29 and 23 says this, a person's pride will bring them low, but those who are of humble spirit will obtain honor. Our pride undermines our faith and cuts us off from God and others. The O in our acrostic stands for only ifs, only ifs. When we admit our powerlessness, when we admit that we are powerless, we lose our only ifs, we lose all of those only ifs in our lives, only if I would have done this, only if I would have done this. When we admit to being powerless, then we put ourselves in a better position of giving up the only ifs and living with real possibilities of making 
good decisions and healthy choices and faithful choices in our lives. The W in our acrostic stands for worry. Matthew 6, 34 says this, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow has all the worries about itself. Each day has enough troubles of its own. Worry is a way of wasting all of the energy in our lives, the things that we worry about and we constantly worry about. And I, I would say as a person of faith and as a, as a minister of this amazing gospel of Jesus Christ that I'm not exempt of worrying about the stuff of this world. And I'm constantly, and I thank God for the serenity prayer because I, I'm, I'm, I have to pray that prayer every day to be reminded that there are just some things that I have to give over to God's control and care. That if I'm going to be all that God has called me to be, then I have to be consistent and, and live where God has called me to live and to, and to express God's love and and, and deal with the things that I need to deal with in my lives. And then after I've done all of that, then truly trust that God will make all things right if I surrender to his will. I love uh, Martin Luther King's statement about justice where he says, the, he, he says truth crushed to earth will rise again, that, that no lie can live forever that the moral hands of this universe always leans towards justice. And, and in a lot of ways, if we trust God with our whole hearts, God always brings everything back around to what is right and holy. Letter E in our cross extends for quit trying to escape. <laughs> quit trying to escape. We spent lots of time trying to escape our hurts, habits, and hang-ups. But more importantly, we've spent a lot of time trying to escape the shame that we've experienced in our lives. And the, the fact of the matter, and what I think you hear me talk about it all the time, is that, is that when we do step study, step study is about doing grace work. It is about doing that, that work. But it's about confronting those things that we feel great shame about. And... A lot of times we have spent and the things that we have done and the, 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 the efforts that we have put in and things that we have put in place, we have put those things in place because we don't want to feel shame. And we have done a lot of work to escape that shame. But if we want to be made whole, if we want to be all that God has called us to be, if we want to be that prophetic vessel to to live and to, to let God's presence flow through us, then we cannot allow ourselves to escape the reality that we have to be, that we have to, in some ways, have our feet on the ground um, to feel, to allow ourselves to feel every area of our lives. Ephesians 5, 13 says this, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. So when we stop trying to escape our weaknesses, in a lot of ways we become strong. The letter R in our acrostic stands for resentment. Releasing ourselves from our resentment. If, if we are resentful, and resentment um, is hard work to let go of the pain that we've experienced in our lives. 
and here's what I would say about some of the pain that we experience in our lives, that, that, that the anger that you may feel from whatever violation that has happened to you, you're justified in feeling. There are just some things that you should have, you should have righteous indignation about, that it was wrong for... Uh, those things to happen to you, whatever it was that happened. But if we allow ourselves to, to get caught up in resentment and want to get to that point where we are seeking revenge and we are resentful uh, for those things, we're tied always to the perpetrator who's done that act in the first place. And we're always tied to that original sin that happened. And it's important for us as people of faith to allow ourselves to do the work of forgiving, to, for, to forgive and let God, let God have control and God have the final word. The scripture says this, there's a passage that says this, Be not deceived, for God is not mocked. Whatever you sow, you shall also reap. And I love that passage because what that passage basically says is it says, whatever you sow, you shall also reap. It's not if you sow something good, you'll, you'll reap. It's whatever you sow. So if you sow good, you will reap good. If you sow bad, you will reap bad. And it exists in all of our lives. And if we truly trust God, then it means that we have to give up that resentment so that we are growing in our lives peace, that we're growing serenity in our lives, and that ultimately at the end of the, world, at the, end of the day that God finally has the last word about the pain that we experienced in our lives. It's not saying that we give up on justice. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that you, you give up on justice because justice has its place. What I'm saying is that we're not being held captive by resentment because we are trusting God with our whole hearts and we're doing the work of forgiving. The L in our acrostic stands for loneliness. When we admit to our powerlessness and, and start to face our reality, we can be assured to find community with others who are willing to face the truth with us. Hebrews 13, 1 and 2 says this, Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, some people have shown hospitalities to angels without knowing it. When we begin to do this work of understanding our powerlessness, we give up loneliness. We give up loneliness when we allow ourselves to be transparent, when we allow ourselves to be vulnerable in community. We give up loneliness to really, truly begin to have community with one another. I mean, as we do those step studies, I mean, the power in doing a step study is that we allow ourselves to be fully seen and known and we get to experience grace and real community. It is only when we are fully seen and known that we can truly have community. And when we begin to admit our powerlessness, we give up. We give up loneliness for community and for full relationship with God and, and with each other. 
E in our acrostic stands for emptiness. When we admit that we are truly powerless, that our empty feelings go away, that those things that, that depleted us, that those things that wounded and hurt us, those things that took all of our energy away and left us empty. Uh, now, as a result of facing this, we lose that emptiness and we get the opportunity. We get the opportunity to begin to have life and not only life, but life more abundantly. Love of John 10, 10 says, and these are Jesus' words, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I come that you might have life and that you have life fully. And then the letter S in our acrostic stands for selflessness. We admit through our powerlessness that we, have, we, that we lose our selfishness, that we lose our selfishness because every time we admit the truth of our humanity and our human weakness, we begin to understand and know that we are a part of a great community and that we are dependent upon God. Luke 17, says this, whoever tries to keep their lives will lose it. And whoever loses their lives will preserve it. Once we know that, you know, we've been saved by the amazing grace of God, we cannot live our lives solely for ourselves. That we have to go out and share the gospel through service. We have to go out and share uh, the gospel through our giving. We have to go out and share the gospel through our lives because God has been so good to us. And as we, as we begin to admit our powerlessness and as we experience God's grace, we give up our selfishness to experience God's grace in our lives. Finally, the last letter in our acrostic stands for the losing separation. When we admit that we're powerless, then we actually lose separation and we find community with one another that we begin to find community with one another. And that's what this is all about. It's all about finding community with one another. At the end of the day, what we are about is being in community with one another. To truly have community, we cannot do this alone. We cannot do this alone. If you're trying to, to deal with whatever it is by yourself, if you're trying to to, to figure it out by yourself, if you're trying to, 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 to do this alone, then you got to go back to step one and deal with the denial. That you got to go back to step one and, and deal with the denial in our lives because we cannot live this life alone. Romans 8, 38 and 9 says this, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels or demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any power, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. The good news is that we're not separated, but we are connected to God's amazing grace. My hope for us as we continue our journey of healing and wholeness as we continue to embrace our own humanity and we admit our own powerlessness to to control our own tendencies to do the 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 right thing that 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 our own tendencies get in the way as we 
begin to admit that, that we find a way to trust God's grace and healing grace in our lives. Let us pray. Almighty and gracious God, we thank you for this day. Thank you for your amazing grace that meets us once again in this most holy place. We pray now that you would continue to remind us that you have all power in your hands, that when we are powerless, you're in control, that when we feel vulnerable, God, you provide us protection, that when we are alone, you provide us community. And when we're hidden behind stuff and when we're hidden behind closed doors, you remind us that you stand at the door and knock. And that you stand knocking, never leaving, waiting for us to open the door so that you may come and be in relationship with us. Help us, God, to be faithful to the cause that you've placed on our lives. Help us to faithfully follow you in this road to recovery. And then, God, we will be mindful in all things, give you all praise, honor, and glory. We pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen.